When my children were babies, I made up lullabies that repeated their names over and over again. The sound of their names, sung gently and lovingly, soothed them to sleep many nights. Those lullabies, naming them, telling them how they would grow up strong and brave, broke through many moments of anger and fear and frustration. Even today, those same lullabies comfort them. Something about hearing our own name spoken gently and tenderly stops us short, calls us out of our fear and panic and brings us back to our true selves, reminds us who we are at our core. Whether it is God calling us by name, beloved and chosen at baptism, or a parent singing us to sleep, hearing our name spoken in love breaks through to us. Mary, he says. She's still a little blinded by the brightness of the angels. Blinking through her tears of despair and grief, her eyes finally focus on the gardener. How does he know her name? Wait, she knows that voice. It's Jesus. He's alive. She no longer feels the cold and damp seeping from the tomb. Forgotten is her grief, her confusion. We too have stood in places of death, places of despair, where life was or seemed to be empty, where we wondered how or if we could go on when there was no hope, no joy, no sense to life. And then someone remembers us, utters our name in love. We are seen. We thought we were abandoned, invisible and forgotten. And in a twinkling, Hope conquers our despair and doubt. And this time, the tears are relief, joy beyond words. She reaches to feel the solidness of him, to bury her face in his shoulder. Do not hold on to me, he says, for I have not yet ascended. Go, tell my brothers and sisters, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. In this first brief encounter with the risen Jesus, we already sense that something has changed. In his earthly ministry, Jesus personally told the good news about an all-forgiving and all-loving God. The risen Jesus sends Mary Magdalene to shout out the good news of his resurrection. We have often been taught that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute a denigration unsupported by scripture. Quite possibly, she was a wealthy woman who supported Jesus' ministry and traveled with him, bearing witness to his ministry. If she had money of her own and did not have to rely on a man to take care of her, she was as countercultural as Jesus was. So they called her a prostitute 
and Jesus a criminal. Mary Magdalene unflinchingly stayed at the foot of the cross when most of the disciples fled in fear. Mary Magdalene washed Jesus' body and brought spices to preserve it. And upon Mary's early morning report that Jesus' tomb is empty, Peter and the beloved disciple have a foot race to get there. Seeing it for themselves and not understanding what they see, they go home. Perplexed and distressed by the open, empty tomb, Mary stays. She cannot give up on her Lord. In her faithfulness to Jesus, she becomes the first witness to the resurrection. And in a tradition whose story is so often told by and through men, Jesus calls Mary by name and chooses her as the first evangelist. Jesus called his disciples by name, called them away from their lives as fishermen and tax collectors and tradesmen. He used their names to break through the din of their everyday busy lives, to reveal that gifts and skills they already possessed could be used in new ways to the glory of God. In his earthly ministry, Jesus was with his disciples constantly from the time he called to them, come, follow me. Jesus taught with stories and parables. He performed miracles, healed people, and cast out demons. Through all of these acts of love, the disciples were there, watching and learning. Jesus prayed, and he taught them to pray. He spoke the radical truth of God's all-inclusive love to the imperial powers and was executed as a political dissident. His followers learned Jesus' ministry and message from front row seats. But things are different with the resurrected Jesus. No longer come and follow. Now Jesus says, go and tell. Instead of being witnesses to Jesus' ministry, the disciples are now to bear witness to the world about the power of God's love and forgiveness, freely given to all and for all. Love that humbly and insistently calls us by name at our baptisms. Love that breaks through all fear and despair, assuring us that we are known and beloved as we are. Love that believes we will tell our story of joy and hope to the world. We have good news to tell. Jesus is risen. The living God speaks our name and the truth of love stirs within us. Despair is dead and hope emerges from the tomb. Go. Tell our brothers and sisters, tell the world, he is alive. 